0: What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the fucking box? What is in the box? What's in what the is box in the this box? week? Chris, in the box this week, we're going to be looking at Thor Ragnarok and why Chris hates it and thinks oh, it's the end. See. It's signalling the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh,
1: <laughs> shit. Did I write that down? Yeah, that's what you put. Yeah, well, it is. This, sh- this show. What's been going why on? Why is it called What's in the Box, right? What's in the Box is a, is a movie trope, isn't it? It's, it's like, um, it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. It's the literal box from Seven. In, in our case, what's in the box this week is the Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe, Thor fucking 4, 3? Ugh, I hate saying that out loud. Thor 3, 4, Thor 3 <laughs> Ragnarok, mate.
0: Did it just make you feel bad about yourself as a human being? No, she's just such me adonis that of a human. Pa-
1: paid 14
0: quid to watch that film. Okay, well, we're going to dig into all of this later. So, I've actually recently discovered something. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No. See, I've never, like, I keep hearing, everyone's going on about season four, season four, and I realise I've not watched it at all. But, uh... I put on the first episode. I lasted five minutes and checked out. 'Cause he just says Morty again and again and again and again. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. And then Mish brought it up like um a couple of weeks later. Yeah. We tried watching it together. We checked out at exactly the same spot. Yeah. And for some reason we were like, look, let's just let's give it another go. Let's we we'll, like we laughed that we checked out at the same point. We had another go. I'm in so deep now. What? Because what do you you, mean? St- you forget about Morty 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 the science fiction behind the show is genius it is it's absolute genius and it is so funny and it's
1: so dark as well it's unbelievably dark I'm at that point where everyone's telling me to watch Rick and Morty um and then I did try and give it a go and kind of like you I was like fuck I can't I'm not really feeling this and I'm busy so I'll switch off but is it actually worth persevering Yeah, it's with? well worth it. Because everyone, like, everyone is just loving it. If we've got
0: time after this, we'll, we'll, I'll like, pick you out one episode and just be like, this is the one.
1: Yeah, because you, you, you do that with me all the time and it's amazing. You do that with <laughs> me with the IT crowd, which is Did I? Did yeah, 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 Did you do the IT crowd? Oh. Yeah, it was brilliant. And like, you can pick them out. Ugh, like, that's, that's what I need. I need you to show me that, like in that gold Rick and Morty episode and I'll watch it. So
0: Rick and Morty's going on. What else, what else is going on? I'm trying to think if there's anything. I'd say M.A.S.H., I actually tripped over <laughs> 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 seriously, yeah. Just, I discovered yeah, I've just discovered MASH that's older than I'm is amazing. I am. Yeah he, it um, is older than I am, but I had no idea for all this time I had no idea why Alan Older is Alan Older. Well why everyone loves him. Yeah, and now I know, like he's absolutely amazing as Hawkeye, like yeah. something that I mean the <laughs> script <laughs> the scripts for MASH are in the Smithsonian for God's sake. Are they? Yeah. Mm. It's such a, like a, like an iconic piece of American sort of pop culture. Um and Mish got me into it, so like we just did all we did every season of MASH from start to finish Seriously. in one go.
1: What about the what about the movie? The movie's amazing. No, the movie's meant to be awful. No, it's not the this, is one, of, no, this is one of
0: those weird Okay, I haven't seen it, so I'm gonna comment anyway. This is uh, meant one, it's meant to be one of these um things where the series turned was actually spawned out of like a bad movie, or not bad, but not as good as the book and
1: Mate, the movie, I think the movie's class. Like, yeah. Uh, Sutherland's, Gould, Tom Skerritt, Duval's in it. I remember watching that at uni, so that was like I don't know, what, 15 years ago. I thought that was a wicked film.
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to give it a go now, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny just as fuck, mate. Because everyone's gonna be so totally and utterly
1: different. Yeah. That? There's this the bit where they kind of like recreate the Last Supper in it, and they kind of all gather around, and the camera it's like Robert Altman, like this wide like panning shot, or or like a slow mm, panning. And it's such, it's fucking brilliant, mate. I love MASH. That's what I've got to say about MASH.
0: All right, so you hit me up with a statement a couple of weeks ago before we decided we were going to do the podcast, yeah. uh, which was, Thor thought Ragnarok was going to suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 And, oh, I was not and, feeling and, that at all, mate. I
0: have to be right. Chris and I had a, a long-term bet on that was, it was kind of like, um, it's kind of like a bit from Dogma, because when episode one, Phantom Menace, was due to come out, you made a very, you're a Star Wars fan, but you yeah. made a very bold statement, which, which was, no, mate, The Mummy's going to be a way better film. Yeah, The Mummy's going to kill it, mate. Yeah, and to which I said, fuck you, you're being silly. And you are like, no, no, time's going to tell on this one. Yeah. And recently, I did actually watch The Mummy again, because I've not seen it for a long time. It's Brendan so uh, much, It's so much fun. It's so isn't it? It's so, you won. Yeah. You won the bet over, like, over the space of, like, 15 years. You won. Yeah, yeah. That's because the mummy was fucking brilliant. It upsets me greatly. So you reckon... And and episode one was fucking awful. It was awful, but it took us a long time to figure that out. Yes, it did. Enjoyment and Star Wars were ubiquitous. Yeah. So it took a long time to actually realise, I'm not enjoying this. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's what this feeling is.
1: This is me not enjoying it took me until the dvd releases of each of the like prequel star wars films to realize that i wasn't enjoying them
0: oh were you actually like yeah, Click yeah like it. A, no yeah
1: yeah, yeah. cuz i was like i i love getting in like all hyped up and i can i can kind of ride that wave of hype and it can i can sort of tra- travel with me into the film and it can totally whitewash like on, like paper over the cracks in a film like all of those three Star Wars prequels, which like are so flawed, are so overly long and boring and directed in such a flat, like standard like manner that I at the time in the cinema, I just thought I didn't see any of that. All I saw was like, fucking, I loved it. And I came out saying they were absolutely banging. And that's because, you know, of a couple of standout scenes that I latched onto and all of that hype that I kind of like took with me. Help me with that. But then they come out on DVD, and you're like, fucking hell, this is dragging. And, like, fucking, like, the, the pod racing scene, it's, like, about three hours into the film, and there's another three hours to go, and then something happens at the end. Um, and, yeah, mate, I was I was loving that when I first saw him. So
0: you said that Thor Ragnarok was going to suck. Thor is a standout film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for me, like, because I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to, because the, the character's an oaf. It could be done poorly i think i'm i like things when i'm really surprised mm-hmm. and there's something about the way that hemsworth plays him it's just a pure joy in him being him and him being alive yeah. like for example when he gets he's running to get his hammer and he gets knocked down and he looks at the huge guard it's like you're big four bigger but it's it's just like oh this will be fun um and he's got you know this drink i like it another smashes it on the floor and then follows up with I meant no disrespect. I don't know. He made the character, he made the character feel re- real and more than just how we saw him in the like '80s and '90s when he was a side character in the Lou Ferrino like Hulk. Oh.
1: Was he? Yeah. Fuck, was he, in that? Yeah. Oh, what, and he, he was, that? And he was like, done exact, oh, And he's done
0: exactly how you expected. What, with little you just, like
1: uh, plastic wings
0: on his like just little hat. Like, Cringe worthy oh, and horrible. Shit, anyway, so I I enjoy thought it's like it's not the best, it's not the best movie out of them, but it's one that. It's one I enjoy. I love Anthony Hopkins as well. Talking uh, about the first one. Yeah, talking about the first one. Branagh. Yeah. And yeah, of course, Branagh comes. I thought that was a really odd choice, but yeah, it works. I see why they chose him. Um, Captain Shakespeare. And, like the second Thor's Like okay, not as good. But anyway, I was I was following the hype for this one. Yeah. I was ready to see Fitty McBuffman man. Yeah. Like battle with Loki and oh, Kate Blanchett and stuff like Hemsworth. I think he's got that same. He's got that same bug that. Um, that hugh jackman has which is like every time he takes off his top in a film he wants it to be more impressive than the last time because uh, because uh, you should like you heard like you heard in the audience with thor ragnarok you heard even sort of the men going like Ugh. yeah because he, he,
1: he, he looked yeah i i read like um something saying that he uh, in this film hemsworth said like i don't want to the director Taika Waititi i don't want to get my top off in this scene it's that scene where they're sat next to each other with their tops off mm. Like Thor and, uh, uh, what's it, the Hulk. And Taika Waititi is like, mate, you spent all of this effort like getting yourself looking like that. Take your top off and let's film it. Well, it's a bit creepy, isn't it? It is. I was going to say, it's a little. So he forced Hemsworth (laughs) to take his top off, get his tits out, and then he (laughs) surely filmed it. So um, anyway, that's bollocks though, isn't it? Because he loves getting his fucking top off.
0: You said that you thought this film was going to suck. And I can't and I can't see how, because the like in all the elements are there. Yeah. we've just seen that that Marvel have just been thrown out hit after hit after hit. Like some of them not as good as others, but they're all of a consistently high standard. Yeah, which is three out of five stars. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Why do you think this film First of all, what did you think of it then? I enjoyed it yeah. very much yeah. in that this isn't really affecting me. It's kind of washing over me. Three star Marvel film. Kind yeah, of yeah way. exactly.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's my review. I have,
0: <laughs> I've got the same, uh, the same feeling for it that I have coming out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Which is this film hasn't affected me emotionally at all. Yeah. But I have been thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Thoroughly, I have been entertained. In parts? <laughs> no, no. There's no part where I've been bored. Oh, really? Yeah, really. At oh. no point have I been bored. But so you led this into the bigger, bolder statement that this is the the beginning of the end for the Marvel Cinematic oh. Universe. So <laughs> oh, you have shit. to quantify that statement, or I'm going to press stop on your record.
1: Uh, my thoughts on this film were, oh fuck's sake! I just come out of watching Guardians of the Galaxy two, um, and Spider-Man: Homecoming. Do oh, f- you know I'm so I'm so fucking bored about what? I know I'm going to watch for the next two hours because I've seen it, you know, in Spider-Man and I've seen it in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And what it, what it represents is, is kind of like a sandbox where the characters in it can do whatever the fuck they want, like bounce around the place, get smashed up without any consequences whatsoever. And then at the end of the film...
0: He lost an eye.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's so. So what? He can get hurt. That's a setup for bad things are about to happen. Uh, I know, but but it's it's basically like it's that's my point. Like, yeah, he lost an eye, but it shifts the needle just like to such a small degree that uh, didn't need to be two hours long to do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a film that that lasts that long with all of that shit happening. You gotta have more at stake at the end of it or more disruption throughout it. They lost Two
0: hours long film They mate. lost their entire planet. God, Who
1: gives a shit? That's right, that's, <laughs> that's the <okay>. point. That's <laughs> that's my point actually. Like it in terms of none of it like really mattering. It's, that sounds big on paper, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean nothing happened? Like the entire planet got destroyed. Yeah, but we've never given a shit about that planet. We haven't been invested in it, and we've never been given a reason to care about it.
0: If I'm gonna gripe about it, it would be stuff like, yeah, Asgard falling didn't really matter for that for that reason. Um, we watched nearly all of the Warriors is it the warriors three get killed yeah but what the yeah, fuck who but, gives a but shit like, didn't that? Ma- which is a shame because they're set up so nicely they're part of a posse in the first thor yeah um and yeah, exactly when we kind of came back to him i was like oh is that is that yeah that's definitely him and he's got so we know there's there's lady
1: there's a lady sill still alive well yeah she but... didn't want to be in it did she did she not no i think she like they couldn't give her enough of a character
0: odin's death didn't really mean anything yeah like it, That could have been
1: way more dramatic and could have been way more beautiful. What's more dramatic than Nancy Hopkins just standing into a blurry CGI cliff face and doing nothing? The credits for this film are 90% special
0: effects. In fact, there's yeah. so much VFX in this that it's broken down into different companies that were doing stuff. Yeah. You could have taken the crew on location just for, uh, for just for a little
1: bit. I think that that was, a, um, that was shot in New York like that scene mm. was was filmed in in New York or at least in a, a a studio lot made out to be New York. Right. And they changed they they actually took his character away from New York to put him there in a, like in post. Okay, that would've stun- done fucking horrible CGI because they had to like wipe out all of this like street scene.
0: Okay, that does stack up I li- I haven't seen that anywhere but it does stack up because in the trailer yeah. when Heller catches the hammer yeah. spoilers and destroys it um that isn't in the grasslands outside. That's Is it. Not? No, it's not. You can see it, it's in it you can see that it's in a built up area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, that man. moment, it's yeah. dark. Yeah. Um, which surprised me because then it happened in the film at that point. I was like, yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. Cause they
1: were gonna t because they were gonna have them find Odin as a kind of bum, like Fisher King style oh, that's in cool. New York. But I think like they either test screened it and mm. people were like, oh, That's really that's too much of a bum. Do you see know what I mean? Like these this is the people calling the shots here, like the test screen audience. No. Like, so- like oh, no, we don't like it. It's too much of a downer. Like, come on. Like, if you just maintain like a sort of a solid happy medium throughout the film, then that's this is what you get. You get no. You it's just like a no cheeseburger. Expense. Yeah, it's just like a shit cheeseburger. What do you mean like a cheeseburger? Well cheeseburger is just like meh
0: like it's not like ooh I can't wait. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's not miserable either. It's a cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, well it's like a, yeah, exactly. It's just like um
0: Well you just think it's che- does cheeseburger rank higher on your
1: levels of enjoyment. No, I'm like, oh, quite old for a cheeseburger, you're right. I mean, um, if you're screening it and the feedback is from the test audience is well, I don't know, like don't fucking ask them. They don't they don't know anything about like like narrative tropes or or pacing or or pathos or whatever, and then you rely on that. To inform your like post-production process, such as like editing and you know swapping scenes from like an, an urban setting to some fucking Norse cliff face, um, then what you get is a sort of average like film, and that's what happens. So the disappointment was in not enough changing, and the reason why not enough changed was because this film is bound to the rest of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that MCU is a shackle around these films' necks. Same as Spider-Man Homecoming and same as Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Okay, but would you say that it's peaking or on the decline now? It's, it's just the right time because Infinity Wars is about to happen. Nothing is going to be the same after Infinity Wars. That's where people are going to die, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's going to be this, this shake-up that that these films need in order to keep going. Like, I'm happy. Like, they can keep making these films for forever, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. Well, they want to. No. Oh. Like, or at least for another...
0: I mean, what a time. rise of a studio, though, as well. If you think about it, they were bust. They had nothing.
1: Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's fucking brilliant. Like, the way that they have um, crafted this, you know, cinematic universe. Oh, sounds horrible saying that out loud, mate. Cinematic universe. Oh. <sighs> It's like Loki and Hulk and Spider-Man. <laughs> it makes yeah. shudder. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, credit where credit's due. I, I, what I love the most about these films is the intertextuality. You know, I love that shit. When, like, Doctor Strange turns up at the beginning of a Thor film. Okay. Yay! You know, seeing, seeing people from other films in these films, intertextuality. Um, I, I, that gives me the biggest sort of, like, I, I love that the most. But what I can't fucking stand is like being made to pay money for just so much padding and just watch, you know, basically a CGI screen test vid of two CGI blobs banging each other around a room like two bouncy balls just like being thrown at each other for 30 minutes. It doesn't mean anything and it looks shit. Probably my favourite scene, but go on. Yeah, but it looks it looks rubbish. The trampolining effect of like Marvel people when they when they jump in the air, like everything's on fucking trampolines. I can't. No, there's no weight. No one has any weight in these films. <laughs> like the Hulk, <laughs> Whee! and then i like Thor, woo. But
0: when they land, they all do the superhero. They they jump so high, they have to do a superhero landing. Like that's why they all land like that. It's the
1: only way you can land. Yes. And that's a, actually that's a good point. Like Deadpool's sort of sense of humor because i think you can draw a, a line between in, t- in terms of like the tone between like deadpool and thor ragnarok because they're both because both films effectively are making fun of themselves right mm-hmm. deadpool in a more um kind of in your face way by actually turning to the audience yeah, and, and the to one. them and yeah. breaking the fourth wall um and Ragnarok by using a lot of improv and being quite like irreverent in, in tone, right? Um, but the difference is like, and, th- and this is why Deadpool is a much better film is because the, uh, the character, the Deadpool character drives that humor, like it's, it comes from, from, from him mm-hmm. and his mouth, wh- and, and him alone. Whereas in, I mean, yeah, he's got like a little comedy sidekick and shit like that, but really that character, that Deadpool character drives that comedy. Whereas in Thor, because of the use of like improv throughout, um, it's interchangeable. That character's sense of humour and their voice is interchangeable between literally everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the problem with, with improv in these Marvel films in general, I think. And why it kind of stands out for me is because... One, uh, like I said, the, it becomes interchangeable between every single character. So when, when Thor is doing his sort of improv-y bands, it's the same as when Banner does it, same as when Loki does it, it's the same as when Jeff um, Brundlefly Goldblum does it. It's all the same humour, you know, and that's because it's the director's humour as well. But the problem with improv is that it fucking kills pacing and yeah. it kills direction.
0: Yeah, part of that is because if you look at all the improv movies like Anchorman, they're all shot. They're all in two shots. Yeah, and stuff like that, which is to which is to allow the actors to bounce off each other and stuff like that. But yeah, in terms of you're not creating any pace through through editing or or blocking or anything like that. It takes the craft away. Like yeah. it, it, it it kills direction. I came out exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Like and there's mm-hmm. you know there's this kind of joke of you know you needing an action beat every ten pages in certain types of films. Mm. Yeah. Fuck! Like, this felt like it was an actually every five minutes. Mm. Like it felt like it, it was the equivalent of jumping being jumping from the top stair in your house, jumping from the top stair to the bottom stair while people like pouted Lego at your face. Yes. Like, it was like it was like for, you were watching it was from for someone with ADHD. I think what they're trying to do is get over. You've got these. They're funny, the improv and stuff like that, but these periods of kind of it, that are dead. Yes. And then spice it up with action and and it broken up a lot. You like I say, every five minutes something mental happened. But yeah. And it's like talk, 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 action, talk, 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 action. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably I think that's what you're getting at.
1: That's the kind of middle act of the film, which lasts about like at least 40 minutes. Is that like that uh, allowance for like improv flat framing two shots um and then punctuated with little little weird action bits that're totally fucking forgettable A- aside from the two the duel between those two bouncing around yeah. with, like pfft. um that's why that's this huge like bell curve in the wrong direction for this film in terms of like attention and it's and it's kind of like it spikes quite early and then when they go through the um, magical teleporty beam into the junk planet, then it just falls off a cliff for me, and I'm like, none of this, this, none of this is, none of this means anything. Like everyone's invincible, no one's gonna die, no one that we care about's gonna gonna really get hurt in any way that can't just be rubbed out by the end. So you've got these, you've got two. Th- this film is is two different films like sewn together. Um, and both of them will be alright on their own. You've got you've got the Asgard bits at the, the kind of bookending the film, right? With the um, what that uh, Balrog from Lord of the Rings, that guy at the beginning. Like he's fucking ends up killing everyone. By the way, voiced by Clancy Brown. Clancy <laughs> fucking, Brown <laughs> fucking the Kurgan from Highlander ends up fucking dicking all over Asgard. Um oh, and Sergeant Zim from Sergeant Troopers. Um so that year, bookended, you've got that Asgard thing with Kate Blanchett's character. Um, trying to take over the throne there or whatever or or, mm. or or destroy it as well were they both trying to destroy it or was she trying not to destroy it and keep it for herself
0: she was trying to wipe it all everybody out who opposed her and keep it for herself Kate Blanchett ruled in this movie I thought she was really good
1: yeah she was good I mean, which is hardly surprising because she's, I mean, fucking... she's like eating the fuck out of like Scenery left, right, <laughs> and just, like, oh, just, more, just more. chewing. Yum, yum fucking give me more benches. <laughs> give me that <laughs> throne. <laughs> um, so that's one film okay. with with Thor and Loki in the middle of it, and the other film is where they this fucking um, Flash Gordon like Jeff Goldblum thing, where they're on this junk planet and Hulk's there mm. um, and whatever. But putting them together dilutes both of them. Three stars, mate three marvel stars i know which is actually two stars for real people
0: i mean thought lost his hammer which was funny lost his hammer hammer in the first one but they proved that he's not the god of hammers he's the god of lightning which was awesome that was a very cool moment um idris elba criminally underused because again he is very hit or miss for me i think he's either fantastic or he's awful. Um, and I'm not sure it's whether he's doing it for the paycheck or you know or whatever. Like Shere Khan in the live action, he's terrible. He's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, and it should be easy for him. I mean, he's a fucking huge dude who yeah. quite scary. Yeah. Um, but just doesn't work for me at all. Yet is as, as this character? Yeah. This kind of you know the mysterious, all seeing, all knowing. Yeah. Uh, it just works really well for me. And again, he's only in it for about
1: three or four scenes and not particularly long and yeah exactly that's my fucking point right if if you took that asgard film right and focused on that then all of a sudden you get idris elba's character having being like a major character in it and probably being awarded like a like a dramatic death as well great some fucking drama excellent carl urban's character as well like a footnote Fat fat urban um like, that would be a great character as well. His, you know, his character kind of swapping thing.
0: sides had no... Exactly. Re- which was a shame, because that could have worked really well. Yes. But it didn't really have any relevance.
1: And it didn't have any drama, did yeah. it? Yeah. And that's the point, like, when you, when, you, when you fucking split this, when you smooth this film out to fit a two-hour-plus running time, because you have to, because you've got two films going on at the same time, then you lose all of that drama. So, yeah, I mean, Idris Elba's character, on paper, there's so much you could do with that. And then they made him into this kind of like little shepherdy thing where he's like, "Oh, look out!" And then, like calls up Thor or something like that. Like kind of fucking special Asgard, bifrost throne.
0: Like Karl Urban at the end, like standing atop the bodies with his two M16s in a very Warhammer Forty Thousand esque kind of way. Yeah, isn't drama? No. Like it's, it's action masquerading as drama. The drama is whether or not we care about what happens to him, whether we've made his decision, um, exactly. and the, what's led up to him making his decision. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't oh. care. Yeah. And again, Carl Hooper's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. And so it's nothing that he was doing that was that was wrong. No, exactly. Well, maybe
1: that accent, which was appalling. <laughs> of oh not. my <laughs> god! Why has he done that? <laughs> Why is he doing a cockney accent? Fuck it. Yeah. cockneys are well arsed yeah but it just oh no one watching that film outside, me now. outside of the uk would have would have given a fuck about that but it just it's oh don't make him a cock me fuck did Kill you like me. it then or
0: i did enjoy it but i can't handle yet another marvel film of oh, that time mate exactly but there, but we're not going to get that like, why what? what's up next well, now it's going to be Infinity War, which is the turning point. Whatever that's going to be, well, things are that's going to what, change.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's you asked me like the future of like this mm. shit and that, and that's the tipping point. Mm. So the Infinity War films, for yeah. me, like it can't mm, be that's Avengers. That's the tipping point. Yeah, like it can't, after that, yeah. P- interest will wane and wane and wane. Okay,
0: I uh, see. I think after this, it could be a peak for me. I think we'll start seeing. We'll start seeing new films, new characters. It's going to be in. It's going to be more interesting. What I have loved is how you have films like Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man, but mm. you also have, but then you also have films like Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit about Cap. Like Captain America, the First Avenger, is the worst Marvel film that they've made. Mm. That's in my opinion. It's awful. It, it doesn't. I've never watched it again. It's dull. It's boring. Crap character. Blah. blah, blah. Winter Soldier is amazing. Yeah, that was classic. It's you know, you've got this Cold War kind of spy element yeah. to it. Captain America has become a character. Yeah, yeah, You know, and then you follow that with Civil War, which is great, because we actually care about what happens to yeah. to Tony Stark and to Captain America. So we, we yeah. there are those the films that do get you on an emotional level as well as just, you know, an eye candy yeah. level. So I'm hoping that, that Infinity Wars is gonna be another Step in that direction.
1: well what's gonna happen? Like, who are they gonna? Is it is it one of those where they start killing off people? Is yeah. it two part
0: first? As far as I know, it's two parts. What's that? Five hours of joy, of
1: pure joy. Man. Yeah, but you have to wait two two years. I don't know to collect those fil- two five hours. Well, they might be. You?
0: I don't know if they're filming them back to back or what the deal is.
1: Well, I, I think be. if I was in charge of Marvel, I would not film them back, to, release them back to back. I would, I would. Populate the gap between I mean, them with just, as many Marvel yeah. films as possible. Okay, yeah, so I agree with you. Like that is an opportunity for Marvel to do something uh, dramatic mm. and like kill off the kill off Loki, kill off Scarlett Johansson's character, who's you know fundamentally shit uh, in terms of like pre. There is no character there. To so Black Widow, Hawkeye as well. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of Jeremy Renner. Yeah, bye, and, um, Jeremy. Who else can we get rid of? Uh, Doctor Strange. That hasn't worked. Uh. That was. <laughs> but what was
0: difficult for Doctor Strange was timing because I don't even know the character which I don't I don't know Doctor Strange at all but I know every beat this film is going to hit because we've seen enough origin stories oh. at this point yeah, it exactly. suffered from the audience knowing the story and them not breaking the formula enough yeah. now Ant-Man was a lot earlier yes But that did something different. That had a change in tone. That wasn't just an origin story. This was a a heist movie.
1: Yeah, like there's, ah, here we go. There's a structure we can adhere to here in this film, this Marvel-owned film, that isn't either an origin story, which is, and they're all bang on, like painted by numbers the same, or like one of these filler films where nothing much has changed um, post-credits than when it did pre-credits like Thor Ragnarok. So, you know, plaudits to Ant-Man. For being different. For being a genre film. Yeah. But I couldn't watch I couldn't watch Ant-Man without seeing the lack of Edgar Wright's presence there.
0: Okay, I want to know what you mean by that because you know that he was developing the script for nearly six years. Yeah. Um, and he left when they started... Changing his script basically. He walked away, which can't have been easy. When you've been did attached walk, to something. Did that, he walk away though?
1: Yeah, yeah. When, when you've, you've been, been attached, attached to something. Did he
0: though? What? what, you mean, was he fired or did he walk away?
1: Yeah. It, okay.
0: okay, doesn't matter. In the end, he left and wasn't attached to it anymore, yeah. which has got hurt when you've been connected to something for that long. Oh, um, right. yeah, exactly. I didn't give a shit about Ant Man, there's nothing I'd ever read before. When I heard Edgar Wright was doing Ant Man, I was like, really? Okay, that's fine. But he obviously had a deep affinity for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be removed from the project has got to suck. Yeah. So what do you think Ant-Man lost from Mate, him not being so, involved?
1: So much. Okay. Fucking hell. Just
0: so some really fast cutting and some whip pans.
1: Whip pans, crash zooms. <laughs> um, four people in a row all turn their heads at one time to face the camera. Let's take quickly. Let's whip it back to what. Whip we... pan it back. <laughs> all right. If you let's if you crash watch, zoom. No, in. no, no. Let's whip pan it's it back, and we'll ago. cut
0: between two points. Yes. <laughs> and it will be like an invisible <laughs> white yeah, that's visual the cues. Yeah. Okay. He is the antithesis of what the direction was for Thor 3, for Ragnarok. Because that, the comedy, is improv comedy. You're doing it in masters, you're doing it in two shots and stuff like that. Um, You're allowing, basically the camera just becomes a stage at that point, a fixed focal view for people to bounce off each other. Edgar Wright doesn't do that. He uses film technique to create comedy.
1: But absolutely.
0: Okay, so you've got people appearing in and out of the frame in unusual ways. You've got the camera being used to enhance jokes and stuff like that
1: and create jokes yeah Yeah. the reason why it does matter whether he left this film or marvel told him to leave and then said we'll tell everyone that you that you left was what comes after this which was baby driver yeah right which is a fucking masterful film in terms of it the craftsmanship that's gone into it and the direction and stuff like that and what that looks like to me what it looked like to me was that um right and joe cornish developed this script for like you say six plus years marvel got massive cold feet at the time and said um we need to make some rewrites and at that point either they got cold feet with with him and said after he'd you know submitted those rewrites and said this still doesn't cut it this could be the first marvel flop and this could derail our mcu yeah and it's roadmap. tough because ant-man's
0: not a well-known character.
1: Yeah. So I think Marvel were gearing up for it to be the first Marvel flop okay. in this new series of Marvel films, right? Or he he saw himself as being responsible for the first Marvel flop and walked away from it. Okay. But either way, what that, what that did was I think in a way kind of like publicly shame him. Hmm. So he had to like baby driver for him was a way of um standing up for himself and standing out again and saying, look, um, this, this is my value as a director. This is what I fucking could have brought to that film, Ant-Man. I couldn't watch it without seeing this huge gulf between the screenplay mm. and the direction because the, the director that they, that they brought in, Peyton Reed, you could see um, that he could not translate that screenplay into, into live action in the same way that Edgar Wright would. And that's the point, like an Edgar Wright screenplay like what do what is the one thing that you that you don't have on a screenplay, like what is the one thing that you don't shots write?
0: you don't describe well direction as a, yeah as a main exactly. rule you don't write direction yeah
1: exactly so like if you took an Edgar Wright screenplay and it's like just dialogue 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 if you're not Edgar Wright how how do you bring that to life in in the same way that he would no one else would would they because they don't they don't have his style. They don't embody his style, and his, and, the, and therefore you get therefore what you get mm-hmm. is like fucking jokes falling flat left, right, and centre in this film. No one else can take a screenplay like that, and basically, there's with 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 Ant Man, there's 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 two screenplays. There's the one that's written down, and there's the one for Edgar Wright's direction that only he can see. Um, and that's why I mean the opening scene of Ant Man. You know when they're in the um, yeah, can you remember the opening scene? They're in prison mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's like... Getting punched in the face. ...punched in the face. Fucking does not work whatsoever. It's, it's such a shit joke. Like, and, or they filmed it in a way that it's just like, you're like, what? What the fuck? Because he's like, hey, like, they're, they're mates, aren't they? Some kind of leaving ritual. Yeah. That's that's basically sums up the, the gulf in talent between this, the and Reed, who they got into direct it, and Edgar Wright terms of translating that screenplay into something that works visually because what Edgar Wright would have done would would have been like great drama between the two of them like the two, the big guy fighting um Paul Rudd's character and then trick the audience into thinking uh, or push the audience in one direction and then pay it off and that's what he's that's what his direction you know, like gives his films more than anything is comic timing and an ability to set up and pay off regularly um and, you know, if, if you want to see what a, um, a Garight-directed Ant-Man would have looked like, you can look at his um, test footage that's on YouTube, which is kind of uh, verbatim the shot in the when the, in the middle of the heist when there's the two, like, men in black um, security guards and Paul Rudd's Ant-Man runs towards them and, like, runs up the barrel of the gun. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, yeah, just, yeah. like, fucking punches one in the face and, and chucks one over. That's... um. Edgar wright shot that um, as test footage, and then they screened it to drum support in the early days. Um, and that's that's you know that's what an Edgar wright directed Ant Man would have looked like. It's like the, it's framed so much better. Like he uh, grabs one of the guys, like ties and f- smashes him through a window, but it's like perfectly framed, and the window in the circle in the middle, and you know you you've, you and shit like that. Um, but also the closest you get in Ant Man to to Edgar Wright's direction are the um you know like the little scenes where they are talking like a little there's a little montage cut edit of like them passing on information like where would you where do you hear that from well, my my mate yeah, found yeah. That from whatever so uh even though i don't think that was in the original script that's still an edgar wright style yeah, yeah da, 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 da. like a funny little like quirky film techniques and um you know like using your head as a filmmaker how about we have my voice but you know the characters talking on screen i'm talking over top of it and whatever and, Chris and then those little scenes the transformation scenes you know when he's like falling through the club and he falls yeah. into the like vinyl player and all that shit yeah and there's music going in the background in there if edgar wright was directing that well you, you'd get something quite similar but mm. with be- much better like like comedic cues better integration of live action and music you yeah, know, and and also there's a bit where he near the end where in they're suitcase, fighting, where he hits the phone, he, yeah, that's hits the very, iPod, yeah. and then like fucking the cure, come on, yeah, that's like Edgar Wright, um, and then you get so that so then you get Baby Driver, you know, his kind of him standing up for himself in um, in Hollywood and saying, this is how fucking much you missed from that film.
0: But what you do get with Edgar Wright is a Marvel film that doesn't look, doesn't fit the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because he does have such a, dis- you can tell an Edgar Wright film as soon as you sit in front of it, and yeah. it's down to the editing, it wouldn't fit comfortably. Because yeah. I can't imagine him toning down his style to fit, because why would you? You couldn't. Yeah, and you couldn't. Yeah, so what you would have got with Edgar Wright is obviously an extremely distinct look, um, which at the yeah. time they maybe didn't want, but now... Because we've had so many of these films, would be seen looking back would be seen as an asset, and it's what they've started doing in terms of genre. Okay, Ant Man was a was a heist movie, yeah. but also they've got New Mutants, which is coming out soon, which is a horror film.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and that's a great way of, of shaking of shaking things up and keeping things interesting. Because I mean, we're getting mm. all these films that we've wanted for so long. You know or you know things that we've wanted to see on screen, it would be a shame to then become sick of them. so yeah. them to have the balls to start changing the formulas or changing the genres, I think is a great thing. and yeah, okay, in that respect, then having Edgar Wright in that film would have been
1: would have been something special. yeah, but they don't have the balls to, to do that, though do they? Because what? they are relegating that to like TV, which is which is for them a safer medium. If they had the balls, then they would do that. For their main like tentpole movie events, and they don't, do they? They just fucking stick to what's safe because it's about making the money back, which is fair enough. Yeah, because you know it's it's still a business, but you know it doesn't quite cut it for you and me. You know we need we we, we need to see more than. That.
0: I'm not going to stop throwing them my money though. That's the thing. I'm not gonna going to stop. No, but you
1: can. No, but we can continue to demand more from them because we. They can't just shirk their responsibility. Of providing great drama. Yeah. When when, at and the that's same time, why, demanding money that to see. And that is why
0: shit. we love comics as well. Yeah. It yeah. is
1: why we've loved the stories,
0: because you p- get someone like Peter Parker, and he's just put through the ringer, like as a character. So many just, origins. Yeah, and, no, but forgetting that. Yeah, you know, no, yeah. but forgetting that, just like all the things that used to happen to Peter Parker, like as a character and the decisions he had to make. I mean, literally just fucking pulping him yeah, and just yeah. punching him in the face yeah, each yeah. week. And that's, you know, that's. Before you even include the actual physical battles that he used to have. Yeah. Um, and and that's, why we love, that's why we love these characters, because emotionally the stuff that they have to go through. And I'm sure, I'm holding on that that's what Infinity Wars is going to be. It's got, it has to be the change for Marvel to continue in the way it is. It ha- there has to be some big changes.
1: What, why? What, what, what do you need to see from Infinity War? I need to not see
0: another Avengers film. Right. right, Avengers 1 was cool because it was the first time we'd actually seen all the characters together. That's what Phase 1 was about. It was about building towards yeah. seeing them all in the same frame. Yeah, And it's it's as simple as that. Yeah. Okay. But the second Avengers movie, there aren't really any consequences. I mean, okay, yeah, Vision's born. Uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. it,
1: it, it Paul Bettany, like it floating was, around in a jumper. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, I need to see change. That's what I'm saying. I need to see change. We're not going to get that in Infinity War. We're just gonna get a, a slight mixture between The Avengers 1 and The Avengers 2. They'll kill off a few characters, but we won't give anywhere near enough of a shit about them for it to be meaningful. No, I
0: want to see major deaths. I want Thor to die. I want... Nope, not going totally. I want Captain
1: America to die. Killing Captain America would, would be great. To be fair, I, I mean, they probably planned for that. They, I don't think they planned for Captain America to be as big I don't as, think as anybody expected that. Exactly. And, it, and they fucking didn't because the, uh, until Winter Soldier. Like Winter Soldier was a much bigger success than Marvel had anticipated. And what you get is suddenly, um, Chris Hemsworth's, is it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, Emma, Evans. Chris Evans is fucking Captain America. What you get is Chris Evans is Captain America. Suddenly the fucking biggest name on the poster for Civil War um so you know i i can i can see them having planned for captain america to be killed off anyway Mm. and now they'll be they're kind of like oh shit gives them a bit of a dilemma we can still make money out of this but now
0: it's got a proper weight to it as a character moment yeah so haha fuck you marvel now
1: you've got to do some (laughs) fucking drama and you don't want to do it
0: (laughs) thanks for tuning in we will see you next week you can listen to Us and podcasts like us on the amazing Simply Syndicated Network, which you can find in the Featured Provider section of the iTunes podcast section. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. If you like the show and you think somebody else will like it, tell them about it, spread the word. If you don't think that this is the end for Marvel, let us know. Yeah, well, Infinity War will be in the end for Marvel. That's my prediction, which will come true. Like us on Facebook, say hi to us on Twitter, and anything we've talked about will be located in the show notes at the end of the show, including a link to Edgar Wright's test footage. Yes,
1: and a link to The Mummy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The world's longest bet that you won.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks very much. We will see you next week.